Al, it's March. It is March. You know what that means? Uh, that it's March. It's time to get madness. What? It's March Madness. You know sports. the sports thing. <laughs> sports references. It is. Yay! <laughs> it's time for the annual sixty-four team college basketball tournament. Everyone's like, "Wow, I got to fill out this bracket and try and predict the winner," and then everyone gets it wrong. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Yeah. So I was. Hey, the number sixty-four. It's your favorite number. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> How rude. <laughs> so. I was racking my brain trying to come up uh-huh. with an idea for this podcast for this week because I know I knew you had like a rough week and I was like we should do something that's easy. Yeah. And I, and like, I appreciate that. And I was thinking I was like you know I'd been I I did some filling out some brackets because as someone who doesn't watch college basketball I do them in the dumbest way possible so the three brackets I did was a uh, a simulation where I just simulate all the games and came up with a winner a coin flip <laughs> and a dice roll. <laughs> You pay attention to that sports ball. I do. Yep, that's me. Uh, you know, I, I had that on my mind. I was like, "What if we did something in the same same vein? What if we uh made it our own thing, not sports related, but uh something that we could talk about? We could fill up with sixty four th- items." And I was like, "Okay, what do we know that can we can get that many things out of and get good discussion out of?" Well, we've played a lot of Persona. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of characters in those games. Mm-hmm. What if we talked about them and ranked them and determined the best character? <laughs> and honestly, I thought it was a fantastic idea. Like, I was so on board when you first said it. Like, that sounds amazing. And then you were evil and ruined my life. <laughs> so that's what we're going to do today here on episode 67 of the Season Lamy Checkup OVA podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, manga. Hello, I'm Jared. Joined as always by Anladium. Hi. I don't know sports ball. <laughs> and uh, that's what we're doing. We're replacing March Madness with Persona 3 through 5 Madness. <laughs> There's March go- edition. Yes, exactly. Uh, there will be a link in a description if you can find it, like on the website, seaslamycheckup.com, where it'll take you to the bracket if you want to fill out your own prediction. I'll leave it up for like a couple of weeks or so and then. Eventually, we'll tally it up and see who got closest to what we de- we determined. But it's just a fun thing you can do on your own. Just be like, hey, I'm going to make my own prediction and see, like, who, who do I think is the best character? Of course, you know, we got to remember, these are all subjective. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially because you can't necessarily fill out all of the main characters and social links from Persona 3 through 5 into a 64 item bracket because there's like 80 something characters that fill that thing so i was i took a little bit of liberties with some of them um for the most part it's the main like main characters your main party characters uh main villains per se you know that's a little fishy here and there velvet room attendees and then a couple characters from some of the spinoff games and then social links that i felt that we, we would be able to like at least argue for Yep. Or at least that seemed relevant to the game. So there's going to be some people that are missing. Mostly, most notably, it'll be from like the social link areas. And I mean, there's there's people missing from all three games. So it's not like we just like hack nied like the Persona Five characters or something like that. And as well, you will note there is no Persona One through Two characters. 
Yep. And I did that specifically because Al has not played those games, and it I've wouldn't. Played one. You haven't played like all of those games. <laughs> yeah, I haven't played all those games, so it would have been unfair to those characters yeah. if you'd put like the two characters in there because obviously I wouldn't have picked them, and that wouldn't have been exactly. That so. That is that is the exact reasoning I was about to get to. So yeah, that is why we don't have one through two characters in there. But they're still all good characters, and those are still all good games. So don't get into a hissy fit, please. We still love one through two, we which do. you love. You love two because you played it, but I haven't had time to play it. Maybe <laughs> once I actually have like a life again, it'll happen. Maybe. Maybe. So yeah, this is what we're gonna do. We're going to go through the round of sixty-four, which. Uh, the rankings for this are a little bit, they're a little bit meaningful, but not really. The first 32 rankings are your your main characters, uh, main plot point characters. Mm-hmm. So there's 32 of them. The rest of them are just randomized, and those are mostly the social and characters. Uh, for the most part, like rankings went, uh, the first four rankings went to the main characters. And then after that, it went party members uh, for each game. So it would be like, for five would be... Rank 5 would be someone from Persona 3, rank 6 would be someone from Persona 4, rank 7 would be someone from Persona 5, and then so on and so forth, until you get down to 32. So those weren't really, like, shuffled or anything, it's just kind of, like, in order of how I had had them written down. And then 33 through 64, like I said, is randomized, so it's not like any of those any of those people get preferential treatment, per se. So some of these matchups are going to be a little weird, but, you know, that's just the nature of the beast. I just want to comment the fact that Loki has sneezed twice and Max was over there scratching, so they both clearly want to participate. They do, they do. And you know, just like you know, real March Madness, we're going to rake in a bunch of sponsorship money and then pay the participants zero. Because why would we do that? We're not going to pay these people who are doing all the work for us. Ha! <laughs> That's silly. Sorry, I had to get my, my jab in at the NCAA for not, being, not paying their student-athletes. Capitalism. Yay. All Yay. right. <laughs> so you have a bracket in front of you. You have the, the round of 64 at least. Yep. And I remember where I went with them. Uh, so we're going to fill out our own. We've both filled this out individually. We're going to create our own version of this. Yep. And we're going to start off with the first matchup. It is the number one ranked Persona 3 main character, Makoto Yuki, taking on Persona 3 social link, President Tanaka. And like some of these these first round matches are just gonna go like, like that. Like it's just yeah. like this one. It's P three main character. It is P three main character. Although like I felt sad that Tanaka had to get thrown out because he is a funny character. He, he and, is a very good social link. And he's continued like he mm-hmm. he's he's been there. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's P three main character. Yeah, obviously, absolutely. Uh, next up we have rank thirty two versus rank thirty three. We have Kaname Mashita from Persona 4 Dancing All Night taking on Persona 4 Social Link, the Mysterious Fox. This is a little bit of a tougher one. <laughs> it was, actually, which is weird because you think, like, oh, it's a fox. Uh, and I will be honest with you, I changed mine on this one Ooh. the first time I ever did it because originally I picked the fox. Uh-huh. But then I thought about it and I was like, I really liked Kaname. Like, she was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, she had a pretty serious story that went along with her. And, you know, some of the, like, weird sexualization of her was not okay. But, like, that wasn't her fault. Yeah. Uh, I liked her. She was a little dumb. But 
So I, I ended up going with her instead. Um, sorry, Mr. Fox. Oh, also, I do have uh, statistics for this. I forgot. Uh, the, for the first matchup, we 100% of the predictions have favored uh, the P3 main character. So <laughs> sorry, President Tanaka. You are a little bit uh, out of bounds there. Uh, I will say that I also agree with you on on this matchup. I'm going to go with Kaname. Yeah. I love Fox. Fox is a really goofy character in a social link. But I like Kaname a little bit more. Well, and I mean, the Fox was neat because like you had to help people, but... I don't know. I just like Konami as a character better. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I switched it. I originally had Fox and I had to think about it. I'm like, ah, eh, no. Okay. I'll change it. Uh, you will, you will likely to know that, uh, the predictions are split on this matchup. Ooh. So far up next, we have our third, ma- third matchup. I got to get a little closer here to read these numbers. Cause they are very small. <laughs> Rank 16 of Makoto Nijima from Persona 5 taking on Strega's Jin Shirato from Persona 3. This is going to be the one that's going to probably upset some people right away. The winner here is Jin. Yeah, I picked Jin. A thousand percent I picked Jin. Makoto's not a good character. She's really not. I mean, she had potential to be. She had a lot of potential to be a good character and she just wasn't. And Jin had like a complicated story to him he kind of had like this weird abusive relationship with Akaya and he had the the backstory with like Mitsuru uh the Kurijo group and mm-hmm. uh also like he has those crazy sleeves <laughs> he's got grenades he, he had grenades and he did that dance whenever he summoned his persona like I like Jin he he's a villain but he's a really fantastic villain in terms of like his characterization and um, I like it when you can feel like genuine sympathy for a villain. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like Jen was like the most sympathetic of them, in my opinion, of the, the Strega group. But um, yeah, I wholeheartedly picked Jen on this one. That was not even a question for me. Uh, we also have a split on this matchup as well. Really? Yep. That is a thing. Matchup number four. We have the 17th-ranked Aegis for Persona 3 taking on Persona 3 social link Kenji Tomochika. Which also, <laughs> did you realize that um, for that Blaze Blue tag battle, they are going with the Japanese spelling for Aegis? Are they? Arc System Works was like, yeah, we're going A-E-G-I-S. Oh. Aegis. Aegis. Uh, I, I think this is also a no-brainer. It's Aegis. Like, I picked Aegis as well. Kenji's social link kind of sucks. <laughs> It's not just that Kenji's social link kind of sucks. Kenji kind of sucks. That that too. Um, <laughs> that is also very like, true. Obsession with the teacher, and then like in the P three P route, like he's terrible to. Um, I'm blanking on her name. The sports girl. Uh, Rio. Rio. He's terrible to her, and I'm like, Kenji kind of sucks. Yeah, he's he's not great. Um, so I picked that, I guess because she's hilarious and. Yes. We all love our little toaster robot. 100% of the predictors so far have picked Igus. Wow. They're all good, good people. <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, our fifth matchup, we see the eighth-ranked Junpei Iori from Persona 3 taking on Persona 5 social link Sojiro Sakura. Please don't tell me there's a split on this one. Uh, there is a... Th- 75% advantage for one of these participants. 
Because Junpei deserves it. Junpei is the better character. I think these are both good characters. I would say that Shotaro is one of the better P5 characters, but matched up against Junpei. It's it's a bad matchup for him to go to go into this first round with. But yeah, Junpei is I would agree is the the winner here. The the winner. I (laughs) I am one of the like biggest biggest defenders of Junpei in the entire universe, and. I still stand by the fact that he's like the best bro character of any of the the Persona games. Like I I also like Yosuke, but like Junpei was once he got over his initial jealousy, he was pretty ride or die and he mm-hmm. was fantastic. And he also is just like there's way more to him than what you see in the surface and I I like that a lot about him. Junpei is fantastic. Yeah. Anybody who doesn't like Junpei can just step off. Go away from me. <laughs> uh, and like I said, uh, 75% of the predictors have picked Junpei in this matchup. Good, 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 good. Uh, up next, we have the sixth matchup of the round of 64. <laughs> the 25th ranked Goro Akechi from Persona 5 taking on Persona 3 social link Yuko Nishiwaka or Nishiwaki. I picked one of these by default. You know, I I also did the same thing, but I'm going to argue that Goro is the better character here. He is the better character. I just don't like him. I don't like him either, but I think he wins this matchup if we're being objective here. I mean, yeah, because, I mean, he has more story than Yuko does. Yeah, and Yuko's just kind of, like, just there. She's the, you know, the, the athletic club manager. Yeah. Which, I mean, you do get both of her, you get her both in P3 and P3P. But mm-hmm. I, I don't think they really do much with her, or at least enough. I mean, they... granted, like I think that's kind of a fault just for those early Persona games where they just didn't do like a super lot with social links or yeah. side characters in general. I just really can't stand Goro. I mean, yeah, I, I am completely with you there. <laughs> um. So, like, while I I understand with my brain that Goro should have won this I cannot give it to Goro because I just cannot stand him I think he is just (laughs) so obviously you know we personally we went the other way are we going to go professionally are we going Goro professionally we have to go Goro okay I mean I feel like we just have to yeah but personally I will have it on record that I do not support Goro. You can tell it's us because 75% of the predict- predictions favor Yuko. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, other people did it too, so it wasn't just us. It wasn't just us. Uh, match nu- Matchup number seven, we have ninth rake Chie Satanaka from Persona 4 taking on P3 social link Akanari Kamiki. And this one... Honestly, like, I felt bad for Akinari because he was a really good character, but you can't go against Chie here. Chie, one of the best characters from Persona 3. Chie is Persona 4, and... Me. Yeah, wow. Unless you clown her P3P uh, brief appearance. Yeah, Chie is just... <laughs> she's good. She's a really good character. I don't think she gets enough love. I would agree with you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Chie is... is I don't know. She's she's got a lot of interesting um, aspects of like traditional femininity versus masculinity, and she has a lot of like personal struggles with who she is beyond just like the ooh, let's go into the getting the persona mode. Like 
her actual social link and her character throughout the story is about her trying to figure out who she is. And mm-hmm. I love Chie. I really, really love Chie. She's um, also, I know you hate it, but her interactions with Yosuke still like make my entire life. <laughs> They're so funny. I think, I think like you said though, uh, Arkanari is, he's a great character. It's a bad matchup first round. Like, there are there are other people on this list I could put see him going through and go into the second round, but going up against Chie, that's not happening. Yeah, not an upset. I mean, it's it's not, and like like you were saying, other people in this bracket I could have seen him winning easily because he was a fantastic character, mm-hmm. and like I always tried to see him. Um, it was tragic. It was a yeah. really tragic story, but I mean, there's yeah, a reason he's just, referenced in P4. You just can't beat Chie. Yeah. Uh, 75% of the predictors have went with Chie. <laughs> Matchup number 8, we have the 24th ranked Naoto Shiragane from Persona 4 taking on P3 Social Link Chidori Yoshino. A lot, of, a lot to talk about with this matchup, obviously. <laughs> um, was she Social Link? No, she's uh, Strega. Oh right, yeah, you're right. I'm thinking yeah. of I'm thinking of the wrong person. Strega, Chidori. Not I'm thinking of Chihiro. Yeah, different characters, uh, but same start letter. Yeah. Um. Whether I feel like it was proper or not, I actually picked Chidori on this one as well. Um, same reasons as Jin. Uh, I felt like Chidori was really an interesting character, a well-rounded villain. And her interactions with Junpei really did a lot for me. So I ended up going with her. Um, Partially because there's been so much confusion behind Naoto. With the fans like post P4. Yeah. Um, Because there has been a lot of discussion of like, well, did they handle this properly? Like, was she presenting as male because she wanted to be trans? Or was she... um, you know, just presenting as male because of Japanese gender roles. And I felt like that could have been clearer. Yeah. Um, and I lean one direction on that. But the issue is that because Naoto was kind of a later game character, a lot of her characterization fell to the wayside. Right. And she just kind of became like the smart, awkward character. Though, I guess she does benefit from the spinoffs. She does. This is a tough one. Like I said, I went with Chidori, but that's just me. Hmm. Because I'm not necessarily sure, like, the whole hubbub, like, post-P4 of, like, what Western fans think of her character is necessarily a knock against her character for Naoto. Yeah. It just, it makes it complicated for me because um, I know that she, Western fans wanted more of Naoto in a certain direction. And I'm not sure that's how the Japanese creators intended for that to be interpreted. But also like, as, as weird as it is, like Naoto and Kanji's characterization, at least in the West, is not very clear. And, um... Honestly, I just, 
like I never really wanted to social link with Naoto. I never even took her to like in my party. Like I just wasn't wasn't a big fan. I guess the thing we have to clarify for this is like, are we talking about how these people interact in their singular game or as the characters as a whole throughout multiple games, if that is applicable? Which obviously Chidori doesn't really have a lot because of what happens to her right. um, beyond like what Junpei says about her and like uh, which fighting game was it the second fighting game? Yeah. Um, and Naoto does end up getting more of a characterization because she was in dancing and she was in the fighting games. I just don't think that they do a lot with her. I think my the the versions of Naoto I like the best are P4 Golden Anime Naoto uh-huh. and Dancing All Night Naoto. Is that because of the the like Christmas episode? Oh, it's a hundred thousand percent because of the Christmas episode. <laughs> it's the best. But if you take that into consideration, that leaves main game, mm-hmm. PQ, and both fighting games as like where I'm just like, eh, I could take it or leave it. I might. I think Chidori wins this. I think Chidori wins it. Um, it's very it's it's that's a that's a very narrow decision. It's tough because again, Naoto does have good characterizations in yes. certain instances, but the fact that there are so many games and her characterization kind of falls on the wayside is not good for her. Like I know a lot of people like that character, but like I mean, for me personally, like like we said, this is all subjective, so don't yeah. get your don't get into raging fits. But it's like she is bottom half of favorite characters from that game at least in oh, terms same. of the main characters so absolutely same like i said i never use her i never really had the desire to social link with her like it there was just nothing about her that i was like wow that's something that i really really want to like i want to go hang out with her like honestly i'd just rather go hang out with kanji <laughs> all right well next up next we have match number nine we have the fourth ranked Ren Amamiya from Persona 5, the main character. Not his manga name, because of course that would get changed, and then everyone... (laughs) Going up against 61st ranked Theodore from Persona 3 Portable. I'm going to go ahead and just say right now, it's the Persona 5 main character, because I don't like Theodore. (laughs) I don't remember who I picked on this. I might have picked Theodore. Hang on, let me me get statistics for the last matchup. Uh, The the Naoto Chidori one is split. This Mm -hmm. one is a 75% advantage. For Ren? Yeah. It might have been me that picked Theodore. I just... Nothing about Theodore is, like, endearing. Like, out of all of the Velvet Room attendees, he, he's easily the worst. Like, there's nothing about him makes me, like, think he's likable in the slightest. He's just like, I'm just a weird goofball. And it's just like, eh. I like him better than I like Margaret. By a lot. And honestly, his best characterization, and this is going to sound crazy because everybody got terrible characterization it's in this PQ, game. It's PQ, yeah. It's PQ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he was just a lot of fun in PQ. And I, I like him. I like his social link uh, in, in P3P. Um, I think, like, if I'm looking at this from a professional standpoint, P5 Protag gets it. It was just my personal feelings at that point. But... Yeah, I'd it's, say because of us being professional for this, <laughs> go with Protag. I, it's just for me, like, I 
Theodore has never done anything for me. Like, yeah. like you said, I, I think I, get that. I think the PQ representation is the best one. I think how he is in P3P is just like it misses the boat. Like they try to make him a little bit too serious and it just doesn't it it didn't do much for me. And then like the way he is in the fighting games is super, super weird in a way that I'm like, mm. <laughs> but yeah. Well, let's head to our next matchup. Matchup number 10. We have the 29th ranked best boy Koromaru from Persona 3 taking on P5 Social Link Ichiko Oya. This was easy. You didn't want you didn't want the the halfway drunk reporter to go through over a dog. Best boy wins. Yeah, it's Koromaru. Um I even have like a plush of him like I've been campaigning hard for Koromaru to dance. He better be able to dance. Somebody let Koromaru dance. 75% of the voters have picked Koromaru. 75? It wasn't a blowout on this blowout. one? Wow. Who are you, person? <laughs> Matchup How number 11. Not pick the dog? <laughs> this, is a, this is a tough one. This one was a really hard one. I had a tough yeah, time same. picking this one. 13th ranked Yusuke Kitagawa from Persona 5 taking on P4 social link Nanako Dojima. Mm, I had such a hard time with this because Yusuke is like my second favorite P5 character. Mm -hmm. And I really like him. I think he's a good character, but like Nanako, man. Is also a really good character. I think I went with Nanako. I'm going to only, let's take a look at the old Jared bracket. Oh, okay. So I was the, uh, the lone dissenter. I am the Where one person who picked Yusuke in this. Wow. I it's it, this is it, this is easily like a coin flip one. You, yeah, this it is, could go this either way. That I I don't. <sighs> I think either one should go forward because they're both fantastic characters. Um, maybe Yusuke should go forward because he's playable. I mean, that's not fair. It's not, but also like. Nanako dances and that's wonderful. It we can't determine this on like if they're playable or not. This is this is best character. I know, but I'm saying that because he's playable, he gets more of a story than Nanako gets because you get to have more of like just beyond the social links, you get more of like what he's reacting to and like the main story and that kind of thing. And Nanako, you don't get that until like the the heaven dungeon. And then she gets, she gets kind of like knocked out for like that entire dungeon. Mm -hmm. That, that was what I meant by he's playable is that he has more of a presence in the story. But does that make them him the better character? I mean, Nanako greets you every time you come home she and does. that is real, real respectable. She asks you what happens when people die. I know. <laughs> And she dances. Oh, this is this is this is tough. Like I said, I picked Nanako. That's who I picked personally. And I I stand by that even if I do think that like it's a hard matchup. It's a really hard matchup. I think I think I can be swayed for Nanako. Um Like I said, I was the lone dissenter on the on this pick, so and, and, I know how to sway you for Nanako. Okay. Do you remember the meme that I sent you recently? I mean, there's probably there's been a lot of them. But the Nanako. Oh, one. okay, yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, yep. 
Every day is great at your Juness. Change my mind. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so well, we got through that one. Jeez, that one was hard. <laughs> That's one of the tougher ones in this. Actually, the next one was pretty tough too. I, I don't think so. It wasn't for me. <laughs> really? Yeah. Up, I mean, I, I remember who I went with, but I had a hard time yeah. debating it. Up next, we have match 12, 20th ranked Fuka Yamagishi from Persona 3 taking on Ryoji Mochizuki from Persona 3. I went with Fuka. I also went with Fuka. And also, 100% of the people have went with Fuka, so I think Fuka is <laughs> the winner here. Ryoji's a good character. Um... I think he suffers from being introduced in the like last quarter of the like at least last third of the game probably. He has the same issue as Naoto, except yeah. for Naoto is playable, but um, and he ends up being you know a villain, cough cough, um, but Fuka, it's weird. I don't feel like Fuka gets enough love. She is someone that the more times I play P three, the more she grows on me. I think she's wonderful. I think she's mm-hmm. absolutely wonderful. Fuku the bazooka. Um, she's hilarious. She's really, really a funny character. Um, you feel empathy for her. Gasp the enemy. Um, <gasps> the enemy. Like I, I just really like Fuka, period. She's great. She's really great. All right, 13th matchup. We are... This one was easy for me. We're, we're still not even halfway through these first matchups yet. <laughs> <laughs> we have 5th ranked Yukari Takiba from Persona 3 taking on 60th ranked Margaret from Persona 4. It's I mean, this is Yukari. It's Yukari. Yukari is amazing. Fight me. I love Yukari. I also just don't like Margaret. I've mentioned it a few minutes ago when we were talking about Theodore. I don't yeah. like Margaret. I think Margaret's fine, but in this matchup, it's easily Yukari. Also, 75% of the voters have picked Yukari. 75? <laughs> Who are you, dissenter? Yukari is clearly the better character. Match 14. We have 28th ranked Morgana from Persona 5 taking on 37th ranked P5 social link Say Nijima. I think I went with Morgana in this one. This is the question of, do you want to go to bed early, or do you want to be harassed in a jail cell, or in an interrogation room? Yeah. Um, but also, Morgana's a cat. Yes, so that's true. I think that's why I went with Morgana. <laughs> I mean, uh, I also did. So, I think we're going to go Morgana on this one. Well, I guess we're going to bed now. 100% of the voters have picked Morgana. Okay, so I did pick Morgana. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Matchup number 15. We have the 12th ranked Yukiko Amagi from Persona 4 taking on P5 Social Link and 53rd ranked Yuki Mishima. And I like Mishima, but he's going against Yukiko. Yukiko is low-key one of the best characters in Persona 4. Um, I would argue that she's probably like top two best characters in Persona 4. I Yeah, yeah I would agree with you freaking love yukiko i think she's fantastic yukiko is another one of those that it took a while for like to grow on me but like once she did it was like all right i'm i'm 100 percent on board i mean i'll be i'll be completely real with you i have a really hard time dating anybody who's not yukiko huh. i really really do huh. um like i've i've tried to date other people in p4 and it's like 
You're not Yukiko. <laughs> I want somebody who gross laughs at me. <laughs> and is incredibly snarky. Oh, God. Her and Kanji have that snark just going, and I love it. It's very good. All right, we are this, we have the 16th matchup, which means we have hit the halfway mark whoop, whoop. of these first-round matchups. We have 21st-ranked Teddy from Persona 4 taking on 44th-ranked P4 Social Link Sayako Uihara, who you will, that is the the hot nurse. Yeah, I picked Teddy. It's Teddy, yeah. <laughs> um, Teddy can be annoying, but he's not, like, a creeper. He's not I mean, he trying is to get a creeper, in your pants. He's not well, trying to get in a high school boy's pants. Well. I mean, he is, but he's also <laughs> kind of a high school boy in a way. Also, Teddy, Teddy's a lot more complicated than people give him credit for. Why'd you have to go and make and him he's, so complicated? Wow. And he's a cute Alice. So I went with Teddy. Uh, also, previous matchup uh, statistics, 75% of the predictions have went with Yukiko. And for this one, 100% have went with Teddy. All right. Matchup number 17 is another unfortunate seeding. We have second-ranked Minako Arisato, the P3P female protagonist, taking on 63rd-ranked P3P Social Link exclusive, Ryo Iwasaki. Ryo is great. Ryo is great, but... FemC is is the best. FemC is chef's kiss, so... I mean, it, it it's an unfortunate matchup, but she wins. 100% of the voters have well, have agreed with that. Good. Matchup number 18. We have 31st ranked Labrys from Persona 4 Arena and Ultimax taking on 34th ranked Takaya Sakaki from Persona 3. I actually had a hard time with this one. Yeah. I really, really did because I like them both. Takaya again is in the same category for me as like Chidori and Jen in the sense that like you feel a great deal of empathy for them. Mm-hmm. Um but also Takaya was like shirtless Jesus character who Revolver shot people. Jesus. Yeah, Revolver Jesus. I think I went with Labrys on this one. Yeah, I think I they're both good characters. I think I just like Labrys a little bit more. And I mean, like, Labrys has that hilarious Boston accent for no reason. She is one of the good things from those fighting games, specifically the last one. Because who, boy, that last one. I really like Labrys. Um, I think she was a good addition, and uh, I love her character design. And she has a really tragic story. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, and the Boston accent is a thing. It's very good. So I went with Labrys, pretty sure. Yeah, we're going to go with Labrys. So 75%, I believe, the people have went with Labrys. Matchup number 19, we have 15th-ranked Kanji Tatsumi from Persona 4 taking on 50th-ranked Persona 4 social link I Ebihara. The one good thing I contribute to Persona 4 is when, in the anime... She makes use ringtone the the song from Catherine. <laughs> That's the only good thing she contributes. Congratulations, Kanji. You have moved on to the second round. I mean, that's an easy matchup, but yeah. also I just adore Kanji. Like, he is my favorite Persona 4 character, period. Yeah. Matchup number 20, we see Rise Kujikawa from Persona 4 taking on P3 Social Link and 47th ranked Maiko Ohashi. 
Also, statistics for the last one, 75% of the voters went with kanji. What? <laughs> Somebody picked I over kanji? I guess so. Uh, this is Risei. Yeah, Risei. 100% Risei. Sorry, sad. Sad child. Sad child who has bad parents. <laughs> Matchup 21. We have 7th ranked Ann Takamaki. Not on, it's Ann. Let's get it right, people. From Persona 5 taking on 50... 50- Eighth ranked, we'll go with that. Yes, that's 58. P5 social length, Shinya Oda, the arcade kid. Uh, this is Anne in a nutshell. Yeah, this is Anne. Uh, 100% of the voters went with Risei for that last one, and for this one, 100% of the voters went with Anne. Go, lovers. 22 is the matchup. We have 26th ranked Ken Amada from Persona 3 taking on 39. 39th. P5 social link, Shahaya Mifune. Considering that I don't even remember who Mifune is. She was the uh, the fortune teller. Oh, yeah. Then never mind. Ken just totally <laughs> mops the floor with her. Ken moves on. Which, doesn't he have a mop at one point as one of his joke weapons? Probably. I feel like someone at least does. Matchup 23, we have 10th ranked Ryuji Sakamoto from Persona 5 taking on 55th ranked Persona 5 social link Hifumi Togo. All right, all right. I felt bad for this one because I picked Hifumi. Let's get real. The real the real winner here is Hifumi. <laughs> I picked Hifumi because I love her character and she was one of the best things about Persona 5. I like Ryuji a lot. I do too. But I feel like he kind of falls into that same mold of the sidekick character that 3 and 4 had as well. And he didn't do it as well as Yosuke or Junpei. Like, I liked him, but not as much. I mean, he has, he has, a, he has a good sympathetic sympathetic backstory. You know? He does, he does. Um, I feel like Hifumi was like a very different kind of social link than what we're used to, though. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's an interesting thing. That, didn't you say she was at one point planned to be in your party? Yeah. She was originally uh, so, supposed to be a party member. Yeah. Um, I really like her. Mm-hmm. I just, I really, really liked her. And I felt bad because I do like Ryuji, but I picked Hifumi. Someone's going to get mad at us, but like, oh, you talked about being professional, separating from personal. Look, professionally, the real answer here is Fumi. And I mean, I'm saying that, like, even professionally, I feel like she would win yeah. because she did something that was very different, whereas Ryuji was kind of the same I just, thing again. Hifumi is, honestly, I think, my favorite character from Persona 5. <laughs> I agree with you. Um... She's she, great. Uh, well, she she's is... not my favorite, but she's up there. Yeah. She's top three for me. I think her social link's real interesting. Uh, just her characterization in general, the way she is, the way she fights through adversity, through the adversity that's caused by her mom, the way by the end of it, she is like incredibly ride or die. Yeah, I mean, she's so good. I, I, like I said, I just feel like she did something different than some, what we're used to, and I, I appreciate that. Here's the kicker. A hundred percent of the predictions have favored Hifumi in this matchup. Wow. Yeah. So even if we're being professional, then like, heck yeah, good job. 
Let's move on to the 24th matchup of the first round. We have 23rd ranked oh Shinjiro Aragaki from Persona 3 taking on 42nd ranked Marie from Persona 4 Golden. Shinji. <laughs> do you want to do you want to elaborate on that? No. <laughs> yeah. Shinji's not Marie. I mean, what if Shinji started talking or gave giving poems like Marie does? Uh, no. No. <laughs> Do not tarnish Shinji's memory like this. I, you know, I'm not as harsh on Marie as necessarily. Adamantly hatred-filled for Marie. But I like Shinji more. Shinji's great. Shinji's really good. He has a lot of good backstory. He he contributes a lot while he's there. He's tragic. Um, Him and Ken and Akihiko and even Mitsuru, they all have like really great interactions and then once you get to the p3p side and you can like social link him mm-hmm. uh it's just beautiful also um the fact that the uh the movies show him like in an apron feeding <laughs> Kormaro is like the greatest thing in the world we'll see let's check out the statistics on this matchup 75 percent of the voters have picked shinji what <laughs> who are you i will fight you Matchup number 25, we have third-ranked Yu Narakami from Persona 4 taking on 62nd-ranked Elizabeth from Persona 3. Once again, I think this is a it's a bad matchup. It is a bad matchup. It's a bad matchup from the rankings. Yu is the winner here, but Elizabeth is fantastic as well. I agree. It's an unfortunate early exit. It is. Uh, let's check out the, uh, the votes. It is 75% of the voters have picked Yu. <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. I appreciate that. Matchup 26, we have 30th ranked Sho Minazaki from Persona 4, the Ultimax Ultra Suplex Hold, taking on the unstoppable, the uncontrollable, the incredible Frenchman himself, the 35th ranked Persona 3 Social Link, Bebe. Bebe. I love that it's all in caps. (laughs) Because that's how great he is. The winner is Bebe, obviously. Yeah. I thought Sho's character was, I think, an interesting attempt, but they do some weird and wonky things with it that I think is just a, a an extension. It's a disservice to him. It's, it's a disservice, and I think it's just an extension of some of the bad writing that's in P4U2. Yeah. There's a lot that could have been done with him that wasn't, and it's really unfortunate, but also Bebe is amazing. So. Bebe is one of the best social and characters in Persona 3. I agree with you. Perhaps one of the best characters in Persona 3. I love Bebe. And I know that we talked about it on the dancing games. Like, I know we won't get him, but, like, a girl can dream. Bebe, Bebe was Dancing great. old Bebe. Dancing old Bebe. <laughs> All right. I'd even settle for, like, a Bebe skin. Yeah, same. <laughs> Matchup 27, we have 14th ranked Mitsuru Kiriju from Persona 3. And she is taking on 51st ranked Tay Takemi from Persona 5. Trey Bien. I love that she speaks English in the Japanese version. Uh, it's Mitsuru. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. goth doctor. Yeah, but like Mitsuru contributes a lot to the plot. Con- Mitsuru is. She still has like that gray area of like whether or not she's good. Yeah. Even though like she's in your party and she's the one who's kind of leading the charge on it, you still had questions of like, what are your motivations here? 
And so, I mean, I really, really... Mitsuru is not even my favorite character in Persona 3, but she wins this. And I went through all of, like, Tay's uh, social link when I played that game and just... I didn't really do much for me. It, it didn't do much for me. I mean, it, it's it's one of those, like, hey, you want to date an adult kind yeah. of thing? And I'm like, ugh. 100% <laughs> of the voters have went with Mitsuru. And also, on the last one, 75% of the voters favor Bebe. <gasps> Good job. Should have been 100%. should have. This next matchup is, oh, man, for me personally, was tough. It was easy for me. I For you, yes. Yeah. For um, me, it was tough. This is 19th ranked Futaba Sakura from Persona 5 taking on P3P Social Link Saori Hasegawa. Saori is one of my favorite characters in P3P. She's great. She's I'm really interesting. That. I think her Social Link goes places that you really aren't expecting. <sighs> Futaba's great, though, too. I mean, basically anybody who knows me knows that I picked Futaba. Yeah. And, you know, like we said earlier, like, sometimes you just got to concede. Apparently, I conceded and picked Futaba as well in my bracket. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think the, the winner is Futaba, Futaba but Saori, like, she's a great character. It's, it's again, one of those unfortunate matchups that, yeah. like, if she had been matched against somebody else, she might have gone forward, but being mm. matched against Futaba, just... 75% of the voters have picked Futaba. Wow. Four more first-round matchups to go. We have the 29th matchup with 6th-ranked Yosuke Hanamura from Persona 4 taking on 59th-ranked Persona 4 social length Ryotaro Dojima. I had a really hard time with this yeah. one, and I shouldn't have yeah. because, like, oh, I was like, Dojima. I love Dojima, but, like, I'm also one of those real big Yosuke defenders, so um, I had I legitimately spent a good, like, 10 minutes debating <laughs> this. Who do I pick? Who do I pick? And I ended up going with Yosuke. Yosuke's problematic, but also Dojima's problematic. They're both extremely problematic. Um, but I think but if you if you put them together side by side, I think Yosuke is the better of the two characters. Yosuke has more growth. Yeah. Um, he's still like, you know, a ridiculous teenage boy, but you see a lot more change in him than you do with Dojima. Right. So I went with Yosuke. Uh, the the statistics for that are the voters are split. Yeah. <gasps> Matchup number 30, we have 27th ranked Toro Adachi from Persona 4 taking on 38th. I'm sure we'll go with that. Persona 5 social link, Sadayo Kawakami. That's the teacher. That's the teacher. So. Adachi. It's Adachi. <laughs> I was not that big of a fan of the teacher social link. I no, it was gross. Like the whole maid thing and then the fact that she was your teacher. And I'm like, ugh. Like, Plus, I just didn't think she was really that interesting. No, she wasn't. She wasn't even a fun character. But, like, as somebody who is and has been a teacher, like, the idea of trying to spend time with a student like that, I'm like, ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Like, just gross. But also, like, while Adachi is a villain and terrible and also, like, a fedora wearing neckbeard, essentially, <laughs> like, Adachi was really 
Interesting. Yeah. And a, a good twist. Yeah. Also, he gets to dance, too. He does. Speaking of dancing, we have the 31st matchup. Also, photos were, thir- were 75% for Adachi on that last one. Wow. 11th ranked Akihiko Sonata from Persona 3 taking on 54th ranked P3 Social Link Chihiro Fushimi. I don't think we're going to have to argue on this one. Because the winner <laughs> is Chihiro. Great. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm just going to write down Akihiko. Akihiko is Ultimate Bay, so. <laughs> uh, no, I just, I love everything about Akihiko. I, everyone is aware of that. <laughs> oh, I know, but I'm saying, like, even before you got him, like, as a romanceable option in Persona 3 Portable, like, in Persona 3, he was instantly my favorite. I loved Akihiko. And then, like, you got the, the romance route with him, like, oh, this is even better. Like, everything about Akihiko is wonderful. And it is a little questionable that they put him into, like, a shirtless, like, scrapper guy. Um, but they tried to fix that a little bit. He's now, like, a respectable cop that wears a shirt. Sometimes. And, and lives with, I guess, as a roommate. Uh, 100% of the voters have went with Akihiko on that matchup. Good. And we have our final matchup of the first round. 22nd ranked Haro Okumura from Persona 5 taking on 43rd ranked Caroline and Justine from Persona 5. I picked the twins. Ooh, really? Mm-hmm. I went with Haru. I didn't feel like Haru got enough characterization. I didn't really like the twins. <laughs> I think... Okay, here's a brief Persona 5 spoiler, so if you want to tune out for like a good 30 seconds, or 20 se- 15 seconds, <laughs> I think the twins only get interesting when they fuse together. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I like them separate, and I like their social link of like trying to figure out who they are. Mm-hmm. I just really felt like Haru didn't get any kind of characterization. Like, um, you know, we were talking about uh, Tokyo Xanadu last week, and... With uh, with not Rize, she kept popping up and popping up and popping up. So you kind of felt like you knew her by the time that you like got to her dungeon, right? And Haru showed up in like that weird Hawaii scene, and then like surprise, she's here. And yeah. so like I didn't feel like I knew Haru at all. I feel and, like, like I feel like I like the idea of like the weird early of people's head cannons they've come up with Haru. More so than I like the way the characterization of, that the game did. What kind of headcans are there? I don't know that she's cooler and she has more character. <laughs> yeah, they just, they did nothing with her character. Like, absolutely nothing. They just kind of like threw her at you and like, here, have another party member. And like, she yeah. kind of has some tropes of Mitsuru in there, but like. She's the she, Bastrojo thief. I don't feel like I know anything about her. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think if if we look at this objectively, I think it's the twins that win this. Yeah, I mean, I think so. All right. Uh, also, the voters were split on that on that choice. That makes sense. Well, now we have we have whittled this down to thirty two. Da da da. Welcome to the second round. As we are nearly an hour into this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll get easier now yeah, that we yeah. have less people. Our first opening or second round contest, we have uh, Persona 3 main character Makoto Yuki taking on Kaname Mashita from Persona 4 Dancing All Night. P3, pro tag. Yeah. 
That was easy. I think that's the, the proper choice. Our second matchup, we have Jin versus Igis. Igis. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, I like Jin. I'll support Jin, but Igis wins because Igis just has a lot more characterization throughout the different games. Matchup number three of the second round, Junpei Iori versus Goro Akechi. Junpei. <laughs> Junpei. 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 Hey, we gave Goro his shot. We advanced into the second round. That's more than I was expecting. <laughs> That's more than I did personally. True. So. Match four, Chie Chidori. Chie. Yeah. Match number five, Ren Amamiya versus Koromaru. I picked Koromaru. <laughs> Honestly... I would I think... pick Koromaru as well. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like objectively we should pick P5 Protag, but like Koromaru mm. had such a great story. You know, I would actually object to that because I don't necessarily think he's been given like a proper characterization yet because the only thing that we know from him is what the game kind of allows you to get. And the short anime, like, yeah. OVA. So I think, like, the, the forthcoming anime will, will help his characterization out a little bit. That's true. Which, I mean, granted, we could say the same thing about P3P uh, female protag, but she's just way cool. I think she's way cooler of a character in general than P5 protag. Yeah. So. So, Koromaru. Congratulations, Koromaru. You're moving on to the third round. Yay. The Sweet 16. Uh, <laughs> our next matchup, the sixth matchup of the second round, Nanako versus Fuka. He picked Fuka. Honestly, though, I could see an argument for Nanako. I could definitely see an argument for Nanako. I just remember that I picked Fuka. That's tough. It's really tough. You realize that, like, some of the hardest matchups we've had have been involving Nanako? <laughs> what? <laughs> Nanako, please. <laughs> you almost died for us. Now you're making everything tough. Yeah. I might go Nanako on this. Yeah, and um, again, Nanako does benefit from having like characterization in like the anime and um, the games and Dancing All Night. Fuka has gotten a little bit like because the P three movie is essentially just P three, and then she has like a blip of a cameo in um, I think it was the first fighting game. But other than that, she hasn't gotten a whole lot. So I would go in Nanako. She's in PQ as well. But right. Like I don't... But again, for the most part, everybody's characterization is terrible yeah. in PQ. All right. Uh, next matchup, we have Yukari versus Morgana. Yukari. A thousand and ten percent. I don't know if you agree with that, but... No, yeah, I'm... I already read that. <laughs> Yukiko versus Teddy. Yukiko. Yep. Fempsey versus Labrys. It's Fempsey. Fempsey. See, I told you it'd get easier. Kanji versus Rise. I picked Kanji. Yeah. Rise is good, but Kanji is... Kanji something else. Kanji... Yeah. Kanji something else. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. And versus Ken. Ooh, I don't remember what I put, but I think I'd have to go with Anne on this one. I think I would, too. Yeah. Apparently, that is what I did for my bracket. Nice. Did I or no? I, I could look. Don't worry about it. I, yeah. 
Yeah. We're going to go with Anne. <laughs> uh, Hifumi versus Shinji. I pick Shinji. I would go with Hifumi. Wow. Okay, so we're split on this. Yeah. Um, They're both so why great. Would you, why would you pick Hifumi over Shinji? I just think I like her characterization a little bit more. <laughs> and see, I think the reason why I would pick Shinji is because he does more for the plot. Um, while I like his character a whole lot, and I've mentioned that before, like his story ends up contributing to a lot of what happens in Persona 3 and ends up affecting at least Akihiko and Ken. Right. And also he's just connected a lot better to the characters. Like, again, he he feeds Koromaru just for funsies and uh, he has the the social link with Femsi that is just fantastic. And his relationship with Mitsuru is also kind of like an interesting and bizarre situation, which I guess could be said of anybody in Persona 3, but that's why I would go with Shinjiro. I'm writing it's Shinji a, down. Okay, I, think you convinced I convinced me. you. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! I can make an argument. You versus Bebe. I want to pick Bebe, but it's got to go to you. Yeah, Bebe's, well, Bebe's great, but... Bebe's great, but... You, I don't know, you has just gotten a lot of characterization. And a lot of and, good characterization. Yeah, uh, I, he's the anime is just perfect yes. for you. Mitsuru Futaba. I picked Futaba. I would go Futaba as well. Yosuke Adachi, I think that's going to be pretty self-explanatory. It's Yosuke. Yosuke. And then Akihiko, the twins. Akihiko. Yeah. All right. My love. And then there were 16. <sighs> Welcome 16. to yeah, the sweet terrified. 16. Real, real. It starts getting real upsetting yep. now. Matchup number one, P3 main character, Igus. I'd personally go with P3 main character. I would pick Igus. I could understand why you'd pick Igus. Because I think she uh, gets way more characterization and than what P3 main character does. And P3 main character does. gets, I think, pigeonholed a little bit in terms of his characterization. And Igus ends up becoming like important to other stories. So I, I'll, I'll concede and go with Igus. Oh, boy. <laughs> Are you all right? Junpei Chie. I went Junpei. Who? I no no no. <laughs> you gotta go with Chie here. I I don't know. I I just don't think I can. Has Junpei essentially like started the like bro friend trope? And Junpei, with his relationship with Chidori, ended up affecting the story of P three a lot. Junpei's able um, to escape, I think, the bro friend trope. Oh, I know, but I'm saying that he's no, the no I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm saying like that. that's a good thing for him. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, and Junpei honestly becomes like a tragic figure because even thinking of like the the fighting game, while he does end up fulfilling a dream of being like a baseball coach, like he's still holding that torch for Chidori. 
And like, he's one of the characters that you see that P3 is still affecting him in really not great ways. Whereas the rest of them have kind of moved on and they're doing different things like Akihiko's fighting bears and Mitsuru's <laughs> running a new shady organization and Aegis is working for Fuka's like a computer programmer. Yukari's a model. I mean, and Junko's just kind of there. And like, I, I think that it's kind of an interesting aspect that they're like, Junpei can't, he can't get past it. I guess if you put it in that words, like, I don't think Chie gets that, that much growth over the course of the games. Mm-mm. And like, I love Chie, and I will tell you straight up, I love Chie. But she kind of remains the same. Right. And they even kind of like recycle some of her struggles in like the dancing games. Yeah, and yeah, I think. And all that. Yeah. And I mean, it, it to me, Junpei is just, I don't want to say he's a sad character, but you can see how the layers. death of his friends has really, really made an impact on him that you don't see from the other P3 characters, except for in... um the uh, Fez. Yeah. When you have them all fighting, but that's pretty much it. Like you have that and then everybody moves on except for Junpei. I think we're going to go Junpei. Yay. <laughs> Koromaro Nanako. <laughs> F*** it, Nanako. Why are you fighting us on this? I mean, Koromaro's um, great. I'd have to go with Nanako. It's Nanako, yeah. It's Nanako. I'm just saying that Nanako keeps giving us these hard matchups. <laughs> but the fact that we keep having to like struggle with it means that Nanako is a good character. This this is this is a this next one's fing tough. Okay. Yukari versus Yukiko. <sighs> I know that I picked Yukari and I'll give you my explanation, but I could be swayed. Yukari the reason that I picked her is just because of Fez. Uh, Yukari gets a lot of by fans constantly because they think she's like a bitch and they think that she's, I don't know, petty and I don't, people really hate Yukari for some reason. But um, I think she shines in that because she's, again, you see that struggle of losing a friend or, you know, depending on how you played it, a lover. And, um, which, ew, they're like 16. <laughs> Don't say lover. That's weird. Don't say that. But my issue with that is that, again, by the time you get to the fighting game, she's kind of like throwing that to the wayside. Mm -hmm. And she's just like back to happy peppy Yukari. And she's a, a model and um, an actor. And you kind of lose some of that edge that like Junpei still has. Like, they you they see really, I think. I think they really they lose her Fez characterization. They do, yeah. and it's it's disappointing because I think that Yukari had some of the best characterization in Persona Three, and then they just didn't continue it. I think if you look at Yukiko, she, like I said, I could easily give it to Yukiko. She is able, I think, to maintain her her progression as a character throughout all the spinoffs. Because if you look at her from the very beginning of Persona 4, where she's, like, this weird, timid, like, very, like, shut-in 
character. And then by the time, like, as you go through the course of Persona 4, you see her open up more. You see her, like, I mean, essentially, she breaks the, the cage as, you know, as symbolic as the, the anime makes it of her, like, anxieties and all that sort of stuff. And you see her grow as, like, she's, like, she has these pressures of, like, oh, you're going to inherit your inn and do all this stuff. And she's, like, no, I don't want to do this. I want to get the hell out of here. And then, like, you see her go through all of that and to eventually be like, okay, maybe, you know, this isn't going to be so bad. You know, I could learn some things here. And I think especially by the time you get to the end where she becomes more of like this friendly character, where you, you see like all the sides of her where you see like, you know, her snarkiness her silliness. They don't necessarily regress that per se in the spinoffs, especially the, the later ones, you know, through the fighting games and through dancing all night, especially dancing all night. She's really like, that's the point where you see like, oh, okay, these are truly, truly friends because she's not like putting up any guards or anything. It's just, this is how Yukiko is now. And I think it benefits a little bit better than Chie because Chie is kind of the same character kind of throughout. And I think Yukiko is able to grow throughout Persona 4 and the spinoffs as well. I think you're right. And, um, honestly, snarky characters are fantastic. So, um, (laughs) I, I think the one thing that holds Yukari back is the way they demean her Fez characteristics. Yeah, I, I can agree with you. So I'll, I'll I'll concede on this and go with Yukiko. All right. Femsi Kanji. <sighs> <laughs> I hated this one because I love Kanji. He's... He's my favorite character in Persona 4. He's really good. But female protagonist of P3, I guess partially why I like her so much, and it's kind of the same story with Futaba, is that like I see a lot of myself in her. And um, I liked how very different in characterization she was from just the standard protag. Like you had very, very different, different responses and very different outcomes with her than you would have had with him. And so you do see a distinct difference and you see a distinct difference in the social links as well, because you get more of a like form of communication and growth through characters because of her. I mean, they're two completely different people. Oh no, I'm just saying that like, (laughs) I, I feel like she got more of a solid characterization, even if she only had one game. I mean, honestly, she is one of my favorite characters out of the entire series. Same. Um, so that's why it was so hard is that I love Kanji, but I had to give it to her. Yeah. Which then made my life miserable. <laughs> I, I feel like we're going to we're going to reach that point here shortly. Uh, we are. Next next matchup Anne versus Shinji. I'm still going to stick with Shinji on this one just because of the reasons I stated before. Um, Anne has only had the one game to go with and uh, there's still some like problematic issues with her that was not her fault. But yeah, I think I think the main detractor for Anne in terms of this uh, this matchup is the way Atlas bungles her character. Yeah, I agree with you, because if they didn't do that, I think she would have a way stronger case. You can make stronger arguments for her. But as it stands right now, the way they completely just goof up her character towards the end of that game is just 
She, it's a detriment yeah, to her, it, and it's yeah, really yeah. sad because she is one of the better P5 characters. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I'm going to stick with Shinji with the argument I gave earlier. You versus Futaba. This one was also hard for me. Um, because I mentioned before, like I see a lot of myself in Futaba, like a lot of myself in Futaba. Mm-hmm. But you has gotten a much better characterization than Futaba has. Um, because Futaba, again, has the one game, and even then she's a little bit further into the game, so you don't get as much interaction with her. And then you has, like, the great anime that, like, builds up his personality, and he's been in a lot of stuff since then. And it's not necessarily just a, like, you've been in a lot of stuff. It's the way that you're handled in a lot of stuff because mm-hmm. we've seen that even with Yukari, she's been in stuff, but the way that she's handled has fallen by the wayside. Right. And you didn't really have that problem. He was pretty consistent in keeping up. He's such a weird dude. He is. It's it's so strange how they're able to like make a self-insert character into whatever they made him and all the spinoffs. <laughs> Like, it's so hard to describe him because at certain points he's, like, super cool. And then other times you're like, man, you're a nerd. What are you doing, man? <laughs> like, I just keep thinking of, like, the, the King's Game scene in the anime. And I'm like, who is that guy? They're able to pull off, like, him being super serious at points, but also the ability to be just the complete biggest goofball around. Yeah, and... I mean, like I said, I love Futaba because I think that she has a fantastic backstory. I think that she contributes a lot to P5 and her social link is really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I, 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 objectively, I feel like I'd have to give it to you. I think I would agree. Yeah. And finally, we got Yosuke versus Akihiko. All right, let, let me tell you about Yosuke here. Uh, it, you're going to defend Yosuke? No. <laughs> it was going to be a joke like, all right, so let me tell you about Yosuke. He's a homophobe at points. He's very childish He's very at childish. Um, And he doesn't see as much growth as I would hope. Yeah, it's, it's and kind of a bummer. Akihiko, I do admit, has some regression in terms of the like fighting game. But that wasn't also his fault because originally they were going to make him into a whole different type of character where he was going to be more of like who he was in P3. But um, they decided they needed a grappler character. Right. So they redesigned him. And we've mentioned it before, but I'll mention it again. Literally everybody sucks except for Theodore and PQ. Like, Akihiko's treatment in PQ is trash. Shinji's treatment in PQ is trash. Yukari's treatment in PQ, trash. Junpei, trash. Like, everybody is awful because they just boil them down to, like, single-note points about their character. The, the, Some of them that don't even exist. The shining bright moment of PQ is Kanji looking out and trying to help Ken. Yes, I agree. That was the oh, man though. It was really tragic when uh when PQ ends and mm-hmm. Ken's like, My mind's changed, everything's gonna be okay. And yep. they're like, Oh no. Yep. <laughs> everything's not okay. 
I just, I love Akihiko. And it's not just like an artificial love for this guy because yes, he is like attractive, but there's a lot of layers to his character. Depending on like, if you're looking at the male side, the female side, just the general story. Um, he's also just awkward as hell and I love him. <laughs> well... We have eight. Mm-hmm. This is where it gets real hard. The Elite Eight. This is where da, we're da, at. Da. We're going to start with our first matchup. It's Igus versus Junpei. I still stick with Junpei. I I legit do. Um, I think this is, this is one that could go either way. I think... It could. Um, but I think I would be swayed my, more towards Junpei. My issue is that because of Igis being a robot, um, she has less of like a, a character progression. Like she does have an effect with Persona 3 and like she that obviously changes her a bit. I mean, she, she has the progression of goes from being more robotic to more human-esque. Yeah. But if you look at the later games, I don't know how much they necessarily like try and expand upon that or make that characterization better. Yeah, I like she's goofy. Yeah, but I think that's kind of all they try and do with her. Yeah, she's. It's kind of weird. They've kind of turned her into like a joke character, and she's not right. Um, but again, I just I'd have to go with Junpei on this one. <laughs> Nanako versus Yukiko. I feel like Nanako's run of making things Has tough ended. is ended. Yeah, I think it's I think it's got to go to Yukiko. Yeah. You did well, Nanako. I'm <laughs> proud of you. Every day is great at your Junus. Femc versus Shinji. I know that you know personally who I picked here. Yeah. Um. Because I went with MC. Yeah. Um, my personal bracket. Um, I could see it going either way because of arguments that I've made for both characters and this same <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, so the question is, do I go with my feeling or do I go with like objectiveness? I go. I would go with MC. I would go with MC as well. I love you, Shinji, but you died. I mean, she died too, but... <laughs> The hard part about these like these these real late matchups are like I mean the arguments have been said it's like what what do you have to go off of? Mhm. Yeah, it's just hard to figure out like how do we match them up at this point mm -hmm. like ugh. Finally, we have you versus Akihiko. This one's hard and I say that as somebody who loves Akihiko. It is really really hard because you got great characterization. Um, personally, I would still go with Akihiko, but I could see it going for you as well. Yeah. Like, I will always, always fight for Akihiko. I think the one, the one way I would skew this towards you is mm -hmm. the argument that we have been using of I they kind of bungle his character in the fighting games. Akihiko's. Yeah. Yeah, they do. And I think objectively putting it aside, 
Like, it does need to go to you, but, like, I'm going to be mad about it not being Akihiko <laughs> because I love Akihiko. Um, but that said, like, you have some really fantastic growth, especially considering that he is a player insert character. Absolutely. And there's a lot that they do with that character. And I know that people were, like, tired of the, the bowl cut by the time that, like, we got to all the spinoffs, but... I personally was not. Uh, no, I, I, I think Narukami is a great guy. Yeah, same, same. Um, and so, like, while personally I would absolutely pick Akihiko, I could, I could see if you want to put you, you can put you. I think I think it's got to be you. Okay. I, I am genuinely surprised how consenting you were to be like, I'll let Akihiko go. Well, no, because I think you're right, um, and it is a tragedy that his fighting character was bungled because what they gave him in the other two games was so wonderful. And and, and even just if you if you have to, we have to count PQ as well, where they just completely screw it up, where they just make him so completely one dimensional. They do, and like. I don't even remember. I think Akihiko mentions protein once in the entirety of P3. And then they're like, protein, 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 protein. I'm like, that is not who Akihiko is. Like, Akihiko is this adorably shy and awkward guy (laughs) who doesn't really have an easy time with social interaction. He's really good at physicality. And he, he uses that physicality as a front. He, he's not able to like emotionally break through at first because he's been protecting himself for so long because he keeps losing people. Mm-hmm. And um, it's sad because like that's that's an important part of him is that he he hides behind his strength because he wants strength in order to protect people he cares about. and then like they turn that into a joke. And, like, that is so, so tragic that they turn, like, something that honestly affects him so much and is a real emotional problem for him that he has to overcome with Shinji that, like, like, oh, let's make fun of protein and him being strong. And it's like, do you not understand what's underlying with Akihiko? Like, there's so many layers here. And... Ugh. It's so frustrating. I think like it's 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 like they forgot who Akihiko was. Right. I think you make a, a good point where you talked about how, you know, he was kind of he's he's awkward when he talks to people. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty consistent throughout most of Persona 3. Yes. But by the time you get to all the spin-offs, it's just like, "Hey guys, I'm this jokester now. Hey, um I can talk in any situation." And it's like that's not his character in the slightest. No, and, I mean, like, he makes jokes. Like, one of my favorite is the time where he's talking about, like, wearing Junpei's hat so he can go train. <laughs> right. But, um, and the, maybe I can meet you there. He's not but a comical character. He's not, he's, he's not Junpei. Right, yes, exactly. And I feel like they're trying to make him too much into Junpei. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to make him into just a one-dimensional character, which is a real disservice to Akihiko, because there is just so much to him between vanilla P3 
Persona, uh, Persona 3 Portable, and then Fez. Because um, you get some great stuff from him in Fez. And I just, I became really emotionally attached to him. And I understand, like, walling yourself off because of being hurt so much. Mm-hmm. And... um I don't know. It just, it makes me really sad. It, it, it's a situation where, again, it feels like Atlas forgot who he was and Atlas forgot how to write him. Right. Yeah. Which I think um, that's, that's what we could say about a lot of the characters. In yeah. This. I, I agree with that. And like, while I'm really upset to let Akihiko go on this, um, because personally he's, probably my favorite character and i know on my bracket i had him as number one mm-hmm. um but objectively looking at this as somebody who's like doing this as a quote-unquote professional with you on this podcast um given the standards that i have ha- like put forth and you have put forth on characters i feel like it would be kind of hypocritical of me to put akihiko ford on this one right uh, because it wouldn't be fair for me to say like, oh, you know, this character, their characterization didn't continue and da da da. And then the same thing with Akihiko, put him forward because he's my favorite. Right. Uh, so, I mean, I'm down for putting you on this. Uh, I'm sorry, Akihiko. <laughs> I will come rub your head when I go to bed later. I still love you a lot, a whole lot. Even if you do wear weird shorts in the art book. Hopefully they don't do the same thing in the the dancing game. I think they will. I mean, considering that's supposed to take place during like both of the, both the respective games, like you would think, like, hey, they would probably lean more towards the original game's writing. But you never know. Yeah, but PQ was also supposed to have happened in True. the middle of True. the games, and You're they completely right. bungled it. So You're right. And somebody's translated one of the screenshots with him, and he's mentioning protein already. So well. It, it's not looking good then it's not it's really really not and I look forward to like watching him dance and that's it and I look forward to like having like hearing voices and all that but I I am going into that knowing that they're going to f*** up Akihiko right so lay sigh we have entered the final four yeah also I'm sure everybody's going to be surprised by that Anyway, continue. I would like to give you a, a brief little bit of statistics for before we enter the the last the last matchups. Uh, okay. Every single person in the final four that we have made has made a final four in a bracket. Nice. Junpei made one bracket. It's final four. Mine. Yukiko made one, two. Wow. FMC made one, two, two with a victory. And you made one. So we have everyone was represented in the prediction brackets and only one character has a victory. Okay. Out of all of them. And I'll be honest with you. um, I was split on my victory because of characterization issues. Mm -hmm. So uh, one of the ones that is in this four right now, I would put as my victory at the moment. (laughs) Well, let us let's dive into the very tough matchups. The okay. final four. First up, 
We have Junpei versus Yukiko. A thousand percent, I would still put Junpei. <laughs> I really, really would because I, I, I'm, you know, I made the argument for Yukiko. Yeah. I think Yukiko is a great character. She is. But if we are looking comparatively at what Junpei brings to the table and what she brings to the table, I think in terms of characterization, Junpei brings more of that compared mm-hmm. to what Yukiko brings. I would agree with They're you. They're both fantastic characters, and you know we're, we're glad they were able to make it this far. Mm-hmm. But I think Junpei moves on to the finals. Yeah, and I, I, I think that's one thing that we can say is that like all of our top four are characters They're great. that... Like, they're fantastic. Tier. Yeah, we love these people. But mm-hmm. yeah, Junpei, I, I would absolutely, he was in my top two. He was. Mm-hmm. Where did Junpei end up in mine? Where did I? Have, I? have I converted you into a Junpei lover? I mean, I've always liked Junpei, so. <laughs> you know I have his hat, right? Yes, I am worth yeah. it. Junpei went out in the third round for mine when he met GA, so. Yeah. Which obviously, you know, personal brackets, you know, being the thing, so. Right. Well, again, like Akihiko went for it in mine. True. And I so. don't. I don't feel like Akihiko should go for it in this one. And then we bring it down to the final of the final four: the battle of protagonists, <laughs> FemC versus you. This one's hard. Let me ask you. Okay. Is it hard? Considering the arguments we have given to this point, is this a hard decision? I mean, based on the arguments we've given, I would put you forward. I I think that's the I th- I honestly think that's the case. Even though <laughs> my brackets winner was Fim C. Yeah, and like Fim C went super far for me because I was so mad at she you hit, that you put. <laughs> she hit. I had Fim C versus yeah. Akihiko. Yeah, she hit the same barrier that is happening here, except you just replaced oh. you with Akihiko. Yeah, I I think you has to go forward. I think so as well. And then there were two. Mm-hmm. We have we have whittled down sixty-four characters. Sixty-four. Holy All from Holy Persona three that, from man. Persona three through five to two. That was a hard thing to do. It it is. Like we've been struggling. And honestly, for me, this one's an easy decision. But I don't know if it's an easy decision for you. Well, let's let's give these guys a grand introduction. The championship, mm-hmm. the best two characters, as decided by us, from Persona Three, Junpei Yori, from Persona Four, Yu Narakami. Who survives and is the best Persona Three through Five character? I don't know if this is an easy easy decision. <laughs> For me, it is. Okay, who is the easy decision? I would 10,000% give it to Junpei. I would absolutely give it to Junpei because one of the issues is that, again, Yu is a player insert, and while he does have a lot of characterization throughout the games and the anime and everything, there is still a lot of choice involved with him, and you can take him in multiple directions depending on what you'd like. Um also, he he has points where, like, I feel like, I'm trying to think of the best way to word this. 
sometimes his characterization falls a little flat. Um, I'm particularly thinking of Persona Golden Anime. Like, there are good moments in that, but then there are moments where I'm like, what are you doing? And that might be because of Marie, but... (laughs) And I think as well, like, the way they try and just present that character in that series is strange because it's, it's essentially a New Game Plus version of you. Yeah, and so that's kind of a weird way to go about it in that, like, you have a New Game Plus you who is like, okay, I know everything, I have all these things, let's go on. And, like, that doesn't narratively make a whole lot of sense right, like, I, I understand mean, because of like that's how you can play persona 4 that they would do the anime that way i don't necessarily think that's weird. a knock against him but a knock against the the design of that show mm-hmm. um one of the things that would give it to junpei over you for me is the characterization in the fighting games because you kind of stay static in those and then again, Junpei, you see a massive amount of impact from Persona 3 and how that's continued to change his life even into adulthood. And even then, like, you see that he's kind of ostracized by, like, the P3 crew. And so you have that aspect of a characterization as well, that he, he kind of does the same thing that Akihiko did in the sense that he kind of, like, walls himself off. Uh, because none of them really keep up with him. None of them really hang out with him or talk to him, and he's just kind of doing his own thing, and he's still mourning, even into his 20s. But do you think it's that's a benefit of just having more time? I mean, do you? Because, like, I don't know. I think that part of the... The issue here is that you got a happy ending. Yeah. And Junpei got a double not happy ending. (laughs) Yeah. Because his best friend died and the girl that he was in love with died. And actually he has a triple. Because then the friends that he thought that he had from P3 kind of abandoned him. And so, you know, he, he tries to move on and do something that he loved, which was baseball, but he ends up becoming, like, a kid baseball coach. And I don't even think he gets paid very well for it, if at all. But also, like, I think you could also you could kind of argue that it's not necessarily them just abandoning him. It's just everyone's kind of going their separate ways post-high school. Like, that's just the fact of life. It It is fair, but also, like, you still have Mitsuru and Akihigo and Aegis and Fuka all working together, and Yukari is still involved in a way. Um, Ken is still a kid, so that's a little more complicated, but, like... But I think, as well, that's just a factor of... They involve Junpei in, like, the Shadow Operative group. I, I they f- just don't. I feel like Yukari was, like would have been closer to that group because she she definitely has her relationship with Mitsuru. She does. But I don't think Junpei necessarily has like a that same type of relationship with the others like he did. Because he was more connected towards the main character. And I would argue that that's an interesting aspect because we've talked about, um, again, with the Tokyo Xanadu, we talked about how you didn't really get the feeling that they were all friends in right. some of these Persona games. And Persona 3 demonstrates that they weren't. Because they let Junpei fall on the wayside. 
And honestly, if that were me and my friend was having such a hard time and like I would see that he's having such a hard time, I would try and involve him. Um, but they don't. And is that a fault of the because some of them are just completely oblivious? Like, are you really expecting Mitsubu or Akihiko to like look after <laughs> Junpei? I feel like somebody would have. And because they were the ones who recruited him in the first place. Like, I feel like of anyone out of them, it would be either Fuka or Yukari. Agreed. And even then, Yukari just doesn't seem to care either. And um, I think that's one thing that I think is so interesting about Junpei is that he demonstrates throughout the series that, like, the biggest thing that he wants is acceptance. He wants people to care about him because he has an alcoholic dad who's said to be pretty abusive and he tries to get away from that by being a superhero essentially and he wants them to like him he does the same thing with Chidori he's like you know hey I have this entire side gig that you know I think is a cool thing and you should like me for it and she uses that against him in a way but like he's always constantly seeking some form of acceptance because he's had such a hard childhood and then you continue that on into the fighting games and you realize that Junpei still isn't getting the acceptance that he wants. And I feel like that's a really strong aspect of his character that people don't really think about. And that like, yes, it comes out in some negative ways, like the whole um, like train incident where he he's jealous and runs off. Um, but Junpei consistently is looking for some form of validation. And he does find it an extent as, like, the kid baseball coach. But, I don't know, maybe I just like tragic characters better. <laughs> uh, because, like I said, you kind of gets, like, his characterization. He gets his happy ending, and he gets to dance with his friends, and everything's fine. I mean, and I think you, you the way you describe Junpei of, like, he wants acceptance and all that. They kind of do go with that in terms of you, but they only mm -hmm. do it with one, like aspect or like representation of that character and that's in the uh the, the original anime ova where they did the yep. true ending and yep. you see the shadow version of you like for the first time for the first time and that's the only time they ever like use that but the whole thing was what the shadow wanted was like he, it wanted to be accepted it wanted friends it wanted mm -hmm. all that sort of things kind of like similar to what junpei wanted yeah but you know like like i said they only use that once mm-hmm so you can't. And it's the OVA. Yeah, so it's not necessarily something that it can can tie together into everything else if they don't necessarily pick up on it, like every or in the in the subsequent side or spinoffs or sequels, because they really don't. Because they don't. Essentially, that character just kind of becomes. He becomes kind of perfect in a way. Yeah. And and that's a little irritating that like he can do everything right. Yeah. Um. And I think that's what makes this matchup so interesting is that you have a character who is kind of perfect and can do everything right. And then you have a character who's constantly messing up mm -hmm. and seeing the results of what's happening because of the choices that he's making. And, um, you know, you don't get a whole lot of background on Yu's like childhood beyond like his parents are overseas or whatever. I don't remember. They're gone. I mean, what kind of childhood like, are you uh, having when your parents are just like, hey, we're going overseas. We're just going to dump you off with one of our relatives. 
Yeah, I mean, so like there, there's obviously more that could have been done with him there. True. That they could have done a characterization of him struggling because his parents didn't seem to really care about him. They could have talked about more of him moving around areas. They could have talked more about him being from the city and then moving to the small town. They just didn't. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of opportunities with you as character that they could have taken to make him more well-rounded and more flawed, honestly. And they just didn't do it. And it's kind of disappointing. And I feel like the only time to kind of try and wrap back around on that is the dancing game. But I think that's almost a benefit of him not having to shoulder the entire load of being the main character where he gets to, to split it off with Rise and Kaname. Yeah. So I think what we're coming to is that Junpei is the winner. <laughs> That's my argument. I I would give it to Junpei. I think that Junpei is a really good example of a persona character who is multifaceted. He has problems. He has a certain type of growth, even if it's not a positive growth. And he is continuously affected by the story um it's not just like oh well persona 3 is done and that's it and everything's fine like you can see that this is constantly weighing on him and you see that with like elizabeth in a way because she's still trying to find a way to bring him back Mm -hmm. but junpei more treats it as like a mourning and he even wears like a necklace that he says that chidori got him as a reminder, and it's like, I love Junpei. <laughs> I really love Junpei. And I don't know if, like, people have picked that up from my other talks about Persona, but I'm, like, very, very passionate about how much I like Junpei as a character. You're very passionate about the Persona 3 cast in general. <laughs> I am, but not necessarily all of them. Like, yeah, I would not, I wouldn't defend Mitsuru ever. Yeah. Ever. Um, and like, I like Fuka, but Fuka doesn't get a whole lot of like this type of characterization, but I like characters like Yukari and Junpei who do have like very big flaws with them that they have to fight through in the series. Um, and it usually ends up that people dislike them because of that. Like I said, Yukari is constantly called a and Junpei is... You know, he's boiled down to the bro character and the comedic relief and people generally don't like him. And I think that's really tragic because there's a lot to his character and same with Yukari that people just choose to ignore Mm -hmm. or they just don't realize it. I'm not sure which. So, I mean, I I don't really feel like I have to defend Akihiko to the extent that I do these two uh, because people generally like him. Uh, even if his most recent iterations are terrible. Um, but man, I am like a thousand and ten percent on board of like Junpei Defense Squad. <laughs> well, congratulations to Junpei Iori, the best character of Persona 3 through 5. Which, man. Let's just look back. He went through a murderous row of people to get here. He did. He beats Sojiro in the first round. He beats Goro in the second. Chie in the third. Aigis in the fourth. Yukiko in the fifth. And then finally he beats you. 
he went through a lot of characters that are fantastic characters. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the thing is that this is not an easy decision to make. No. <laughs> and I, I personally had a lot of struggles with my my version of it, and then I've had struggles <laughs> in this and yeah. trying to figure out like what I would pick. Which, granted, but, like this is completely different than what either of us came up with oh, by yeah, ourselves. It is. It is. It's well, Junpei was uh, in my final two. Right, but even still, like. He didn't win. The surroundings of it were still completely different. Oh, yeah. Right. Super duper different. Um, and a lot of that was just because it, was, it wasn't it was as serious. It was more of like... It's personal. You know? Like, oh, I yeah. like this person over this person. You and, don't have to make that much justification for your choices. Right. I mean, like, how many figures of Akihiko do I have? A million. <laughs> That's a lot. Um, and... You know this. They don't know this. But the number two character that I have the most figures of is Junpei. And a hat. And a hat. <laughs> I have his hat. So, I mean, it's... <sighs> I think the one thing this confirms is that finally, we know who the man is. I love it. <laughs> and that, I think that's the final thing we have to say about this. I, I'm done. Yep. Junpei is the best character. There you go. And that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, like I said at the beginning of this, I'll leave this up so you can make your own little predictions. I'll leave it up for like a week or two. So just in case like someone comes in and is like, oh no, I want to do this. And then it's like, oh, everything shut out. You can't do it. <laughs> that would be real mean. So if you want to do that, there will be a link in the description of this episode somewhere that will take you to the page and you can make your own predictions and see how you decide your own rankings. And then eventually we'll fill it all in and tally it up and see who came closest to us. That'll be a thing we do. That'll be fun. Yeah. We'll probably post it on Twitter, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. But anyways, if you would like more from us, you can head on over to seasonalamycheckup.com or sac.cool for past episodes of this podcast. And other stuff as well, like the Jared and Al Watch Sailor Moon Crystal podcast, and also the Mainline Season Anime Checkup podcast. And you can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. You can find more from Mainladium at Mainladium.com, where she has cool columns and reviews. You can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash anime checkup. That's where we do Twitter. Hey, did you know we've we've been on Twitter for an entire year now? Wow. 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 You can support this podcast on <laughs> <Sorry>. Patreon. <laughs> Loki didn't like it the way I said that. He's looking at me like, what are, what are you, you doing? even doing? You can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash SACOVA if you would like to give us a dollar for our fine, fine work. Brilliance in podcasting, clearly. Yes. <laughs> uh, next week could be something, could not be something. It depends on some things that come out. <laughs> That's vague. Yes. But we'll have something up for you, of course, because that's what we do. 